Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Tim Page Bodorf. And just about a year ago, I was kind of toying with the idea of delivering a soft skills presentation. Kind of the idea that storytelling and empathy were some of the most important things that safety professionals should know. So I reached out to a couple of colleagues at Safe Start and Shazam, we came up with a presentation. Even better, we developed a third soft skill. So I want to give a special shout out to Rachel Daniels and Andrew Faulkner and maybe even our good friend Jamie, who's been helping us with the podcast in terms of editing. But I got to say, there's also now a guide to even more soft skills that are available, um, seven to be exact. So I, I, I do want to spend some time on the first three in this podcast and maybe, you know, later in a podcast, we'll break down the last four. Um, so those first three that we put together um, and it certainly warrants a deeper dive here on the podcast today. So how did this come about? I just got to say most safety leaders, um, in fact, all leaders are in their position partially or maybe even supposedly because of their technical prowess. However, (laughs) some are lacking the soft skills needed to be a great coach. And if you've ever had a boss that lacked people skills, I think you know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to place a link to that guy that I was mentioning in the show notes because frankly... There are too many great points in there, um, but we can't cover them all just in the time that we have today. So instead, we're going to focus on three of the key takeaways. And I'd like to zoom in on the importance of the challenges of soft skills and then, of course, the importance of soft skills. So first of all, we got to define the difference between both hard and soft skills. And hard skills are technical in nature, and I want you to think of them as doing things yourself. And an example would be you know, knowing the proper walkout procedure, whereas soft skills could be interpersonal, like influencing someone to actually go get their locks and tags or explaining the reasons of why locks and tags are important. And that gets you engagement. So the first three I want to focus on today is is literally explaining why they matter, how they look in action, and some ways that you can improve. And so soft skills I believe they can be developed and improved with practice. They also will improve your organizational capacity by changing the climate or maybe even in turn your culture over time. With soft skills, they do come with their own challenges. And so there are challenges like soft skills. They're actually contextual. And soft skills, if you are trying to track the metrics or use the metrics for progress, they're kind of hard to measure. Soft skills also in leadership require the right mindset. And if you don't have the right mindset moving into or developing a soft skill you know you lack, then maybe you won't even identify in the first place. In habit building, it does take time, and that could be a drawback because some folks like to see immediate action when it comes to habits. And sometimes it could be discomfort. There could be it's just uncomfortable for some people just to say, I've got a problem with this skill. And it could be uncomfortable to try to tackle that skill. And I'll give you some examples of that. So let's turn our attention to the three of the soft skills that I told you about. um, And start working on how to change maybe the climate or maybe even in long-term safety culture. Now, remember, there's more detail and four more soft skills in the link that's provided in the show notes down below. But the three I want to talk about in this podcast today are essential soft skills for safety folks. The first one is empathy, then there's storytelling, and then the next is consistency. 
Now I can break those down for you in just a moment, but I, I want this. <laughs> I didn't think of consistency in the very beginning, and I'm I'm grateful for you know the conversations that I had with Rachel and Andrew. But when it came down to it, all golfers, I don't care if you're playing professionally or in an amateur rank, you you always try to aim for consistency, and then something breaks or something happens in your swing, and and then you try to come back to that, but then. Maybe you've developed a hitch in your swing. You know how it goes. <laughs> so to me, having consistency as part of these top three was extremely important. I'm grateful for them to bring that up. And so now let's talk about the first one. Empathy is the ability to convey to your employees that you care about them as people. This one here can be empowering rather than commanding. In other words, there's no command control. It's empowering people. And sometimes if we do command and control, they end up feeling entitled. So I'm going to leave this up to you, but I want you to just, if you got entitled people, then maybe we can switch that to empowered people. And empathy is connected with life outside of work, like knowing that you've got an employee that have children, or even better, knowing that you've got employees that have grandchildren. This one soft skill here, it does bridge the gap for me in workplace hierarchy. Having a manager know that their employees have children or even more importantly, when they've got doctor's appointments where they might miss their employee, that's huge. This one here, empathy, it cannot be faked. Trust is a rare and precious commodity. And it's been said that trust is earned in drops and pour it out in buckets. So when you're trying to use the skill of empathy, got to be authentic. One of the approaches that I take, and it's happened to me a couple of times, and I, you know, it's happened. One of one of the things that Kevin Cobb pointed out pointed out to me is that there's several different ways you can approach people, and you know, what, part of Safe Track um, has 83 questions in there when you start talking about communication. And if you aren't developing that skill of communication, which more along the lines is a hard skill, but sometimes how you talk to people can be that soft skill. And if you if you pierce it with empathy, then you're going to actually have better, deeper, richer conversations. You can ask somebody that you don't know or somebody that you do know. I see you got a family photo. Who do you have there? Whether that's on their toolbox or on their computer screen. And if you're trying to find information at the job specifically about risks and hazards, then you can ask that individual who just introduced you to their family. How would you explain the hazards of your job to those people in the photograph? Now, that's not the only way. There's several different ways of approaching, but you could talk about your own life. Uh, for those of you that have attended any of my presentations, you know that the first thing that I do or somewhere along the way, every presentation I do, you're going to see my family. What's important to me? Like for you, you could talk about your spouse, your partner, your kids, your grandkids. Maybe you could dis discuss your family through safety, even safety training or even in boo-boo bandits training. And I think you get the idea. And remember, when it comes to empathy, talk people, not numbers, not metrics. I know that sometimes when you go to a safety class, that's all you hear is statistics and you're trying to drop this, trying to bring this down. Now, we all got numbers to hit. But while that discussion to me is fine at the corporate headquarters, it has little, if any, impact on the floor. It's not the best motivational tool. 
No one's going to go home high-fiving their spouse because they hit their quarterly goal for reducing injuries by 25%. Instead, talk about the real impact on victims of an accident or maybe lost wages or hardship on the family. I think you get the idea. I really hope you never have to experience an employee's serious injury or fatality. For those of you that have, my heart sincerely goes out to you. I know what it takes. I had to do, I had to deal with one at Motorola when I was over there. But I think you all know that all too well that generational pain, it comes to with an accident. And it, you, know, you see it when a SIF is produced at the workplace. So when investigating an accident or incident, try to avoid blame. Try to kind of filter in a little bit of empathy and see where people are coming from. Um, I got a chance to investigate a car accident the other day, and um, the, this lady ran in, ran a red light, ran into a you know T-boned another car, beautiful car, um, and I, I she was crying. She didn't care about the pain; she was crying. Um, and when the officer asked her, she just got off the phone with her mother and said that her father had passed away. And so immediately, the cop was just empathizing with her and. Didn't want to write her a ticket. She admitted to the accident and didn't see the red light. And you know what? It's kind of hard to to have to hear a story like that. But empathy is, is huge. And so I just want you to know that when you're investigating accidents, try not to lead to blame. And I want you to all know that humans are susceptible to these types of things. And your role is a safety coach, not a safety cop, or at least a safety friend. So the second skill on the list is storytelling. And I know you all in Safe Start have heard this before, but to me, it's one of those skills that some people either have it or they don't. While true, for the most part, I want to challenge all of us to try to get better at this one vital skill, storytelling. And it can be done by convincing using relatable narratives, something that's vicarious, I just want you to remember people are more likely to remember stories than statistics and it's easier to make its context specific, especially if that's a challenge in soft skills. There are also opportunities to make this a two way street. You can show them you're just as human as they are. And again, remember vicarious learning. If you're doing that, you put people in your shoes at that moment and they can actually see. Now, I know that sounds kind of funny and it's a soft skill, but still they can see where you're coming from. Whether it's at a red light that you ran, they probably, if you tell them it was at this corner of such and such street, they're going to I've been there. I've seen it before. That relationship is a skill that cannot be gained in a university hard skill class. And finally, don't remember, we've harped on this throughout the, the podcast, but always, 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 if there's a story that involves potentially a near miss or even an injury but you're still standing there to tell the story, make sure you finish that story with could it have been worse. So the last skill we're going to talk about today is consistency. And of course, consistency is the ability to improve communication and set expectations with steady, predictable behavior. Now, I know a lot of you just cringed when I said the word behavior, but understand this. We're not trying to catch people doing things wrong. We're trying to catch people doing things right. And believe it or not, there is a statistic, I'm not trying to kill you with statistics, but 95% of the people that are working out there are actually doing the job right. And so I was working with a client years and years ago, 
Um, he was so proud of a Yeti type tumbler that he received with the letters that were printed on it. I G C B S that's Indigo golf, Charlie Bravo Sierra. And he gave me a moment to figure out what the acronym stood for. <laughs> I had no idea. Then he spelled it out right in front of me. I got caught being safe. He then went on to explain that uh, when he, caught someone he rewarded them with that same type of tumbler only with the caveat though that they were there to tell no one what the acronym stood for or how they earned the tumbler other than it came from safety people as you can imagine that sparked a lot of conversation around safety and i'm going to tell you right now that's good coaching if you want you could send an email to kevin our producer and ask him to tell you what scooby-doo fishing pole is that coaching right there in terms of consistency and trying to gain constant return on investment with safety, have Kevin tell you. That's, by the way, Kevin at SafeStart.com. So coaching, good coaching looks like intervening in the same way or uniformity, consistency, enforcing rules and standards evenly throughout the organization, Fostering a common safety language, as you well know, in Safe Start, even in Safe Lead, there's a common safety language. Safe Lead, I can remember specifically pause, think, respond, trust, and engagement. Safe Start, state to error pattern, all common safety languages. And of course, consistently produce a predictable environment that actually leads for you and me as a safety professional that hard skill we always get predictable leading or even lagging indicators and actions. So maybe we might want to talk a little bit about what a predictable environment might look like. You might gain stable expectations or, God forbid, you predict the future in regards to an injury. If you're able to do that, that skill, it's not easily transferable, but that's consistency because you're always looking for those things out in the field. Positive and consistent interventions. You know, interventions are sometimes a hard thing for people to do. Remember I talked about discomfort when it comes to empathy? Mostly comes with judgment instead. Think about that friend that you had trip over an extension cord, they fall to the ground. The reason why they get up so quickly to look around is they automatically know how they would react if they saw their friend trip over the same extension cord. So with empathy, we might be able to drop the judgment just a little bit. In that regular communication we spoke about earlier, common language like using safe start, huge in consistency. Use that language exclusively at your facility but don't forget to include people in the language at the same time. That keeps everybody on the same page, which will help you with the soft skill of consistency. All right, folks, it's my time for today. And maybe later we might even jump on another podcast and talk about the next four. I want to thank you and yours. Don't forget that link in the show notes. I, again, I owe a big shout out to Andrew Faulkner, Rachel Daniels, Jillian Bauer, and the entire marketing or creative services team for that guide on soft skills. They did most of the heavy lifting, so kudos to you, team. I lift a glass to you. Now, please share the guide and any other episodes that might kind of hint at soft skills and share those with other folks. Thank you for spending some time with me today. And on behalf of Safe Talk with Safe Start, I'm Tim Page Botter. I will see you down the road.